Today we do continue our study on the fruit of the Spirit. We find that listed in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. You ought to know it by now. But by contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Today's fruit is the fruit of patience. The one that you all have too much of and don't even need me to talk about today. Uh, some versions of Galatians 5 even use the word long-suffering. Patience can mean a couple of different things. It can mean being calm while waiting. We'll talk about that. And it can mean enduring pain and trouble. And we'll talk about that. First, being calm while waiting. So pretend you're in a restaurant. You've placed your order. You're sitting there. And it's interesting how our radar works. If somebody comes in after us and gets their food before us, our radars go off, don't we? We begin to look around and think, well, that's not right. And if it happens again, oh my goodness. We can sometimes not be very patient. You ever waited in line for fast food in the drive-thru where it took two to just shouldn't? It's not right. Some people come undone in this. The doctor's office is really fast. You have your appointment, you go and you sit in your chair, and you have your time. And then people come in after you. And if they go back before you go back, then that's wrong. However, if you, if you know who was there before you, if you get to go before them, then that's fine. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. Waiting is not easy for some souls. This is the perfect video to illustrate the problem that some have with waiting.
later on in 2 Timothy chapter 4 about patience. Paul is in prison and nobody's come to see him. And he's writing to Timothy and he says this. He says, do your best to come see me soon. For Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he's useful in my ministry. I've sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left at Carpus at Troas and the book from the parchment. Alexander the coppersmith did me great harm, and the Lord will pay him back for his deeds. You must also beware of him, for he strongly opposed our message. Then Paul says this. At my first offense, no one came to my support. All he's done, nobody shows up. And then he said, all deserted me. And then he said, may it not be counted against them. Isn't that remarkable? What would you say if they'd all deserted you and nobody came to see you? May God send lightning from the sky and zap them real good? If you had the power to zap people, what would 285 look like? You had power to, to zap people, it would be a tough situation. But patience, the fruit of patience, is what makes you able to live in a messed up world and still have joy, love, and joy, and peace, and all the other fruits of the Spirit. We have to have patience. This isn't one of the optional ones. We say, you know, I've got to eat up. It's necessary. Patience makes us able to suffer without complaint. Patience helps us to be misunderstood without explaining. Patience helps us to be able to give without receiving. Patience enables us to be ignored without grieving. Patience makes us able to ask without commanding. Patience lets us love despite misunderstanding. Patience makes us able to turn to the Lord for guarding and not take up our own swords. And patience makes us able to wait for our reward. I love this definition of patience that I found. Patience is the deep conviction that it can never be wrong to be Christ-like and it can never be right to be unchristlike. Let me say that again. Patience is the deep conviction it can never be wrong to be Christ-like and it can never be right to be unchristlike. We have to think about that wherever we are, no matter what the situation. Very often, we fail because of lack of patience. Adam and Eve could not wait to learn what God would have taught them. So they ate the forbidden fruit. And their impatience was their beginning of their sin. Sarah couldn't wait for God to keep his promise, and so she gave Hagar to her husband, Abram, to produce a child. The result of this impatience has changed the history of the world and the conflicts between Arabs and Jews. Moses could have obeyed God and spoken to the rock to get water, but he impatiently struck it, if you know your Old Testament. And he lost his chance to go to the promised land. The record goes on and on and on. Satan knows he can win a lot of battles if he can just get us to be impatient. Have you ever given up on someone? You don't have to answer. Have you ever given up on someone? They lived a life and 
when you prayed for them and nothing happened, and you prayed for them and nothing happened, you prayed for them, we can be tempted to give up. I've got a picture of a wife who was ready to give up. I thought it was funny, never mind, that's all right. <laughs> a couple of things that I thought about, about God being patient. Has he been patient with you? Wow. My cousin Mike was baptized last Sunday morning in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Mike and Wanda started to come to church here when they lived in Lawrenceville. You might remember them. Mike had been out of church for 50 plus years. And then when we moved here, they started to come here. And you were loving and kind and patient towards my cousin Mike. And then because of the death of their son-in-law, they moved up to Murfreesboro to help take care of their daughter and her children. And uh, Mike started to turn here. And then when he got there, the process has been completed. And Mike was baptized last Sunday morning. Mike's 70 years old. God never gave up on him. He's patient. I remember in Indiana, uh, a man who came to Christ, it's, it's the oldest one I ever was in the middle of, he was, name was Babe, Babe Aspel, a rough and tough carpenter. Babe fell off of a roof when he was 80 years old, sprained his ankle, stayed out of work a week, and then went back to work until he was up in the 90s. Babe didn't have much room for God. Became a Christian at the age of 99 and a half years old. God was patient for 99 and a half years. Many years ago in Scotland, in a very small, poor town, a Sunday school teacher who had means would buy suits and clothing for the boys that would come to his Sunday school class. This was the days when boys had one class, girls had another. Some of you might have grown up that way in Sunday school. He would buy a new suit of clothes for the kid. And one particular kid, Bob, was worst of all the boys. He'd come and get a suit and then wear it every day and play in it, rip it, ruin it, miss Sunday school for a month and then come back wanting a new suit. The teacher would give him one and the pattern would continue and continue and continue and the boys in the class told their teacher that Bob was a lost cause. Just you're wasting your money on Bob. But the patient teacher never gave up. The patient teacher continued to love Bob and give Bob new clothes. Bob started to come more regularly and Bob became <coughs> The rest of the story is that Bob, well, he's known in history as Robert Morris. You don't know yet who that is. He became a missionary to China. It is credited with translating the scripture into Chinese. Millions upon millions of people have become believers because of Bob Morrison's work, Robert Morrison's work. What if that teacher had not been patient? What if Bob would have come into Sunday school with another set of clothing and the teacher would have let him have it upside one side and down the other? Thank God for the fruit of patience in Bob's teacher. I've never quoted Robert Schuller 
he said that I like. He said, don't try to rush God. Mountains don't move overnight. Give God time to work miracles. I've seen God dissolve resentments, dissolve frustrations, fill lonely hearts with new love. I've seen God wash away hurts like a new wave washes away scars on sand scratched by children's sticks. God can get you out of a rut onto a new road. And over the mountain it seems impassable if you will be patient. He goes on to say, I've seen God turn juvenile delinquents into great men. I've seen it too. He said, I've seen God turn criminals into good citizens. I've seen that too. He said, I've seen God turn alcoholics into church leaders. I've seen that too. His point is, it is never the end of the story. As long as there's breath. As long as there's a chance. This first church I pastored in Mississippi, it was a young girl, Summer, and she wore a pin every Sunday, and it said this. The big Nithamui. Not a word. P-D-P-G-I-N-F-W-M-Y. I'll never forget her pin. And this was mid-80s, early 80s. You know what it stands for? Anybody seen that one before? Maybe we all ought to have this one tattooed on us somewhere. Please be patient. God is not finished with me yet. What would happen if we looked at the world with those eyes? What would happen if we looked like that? God is patient with us. Dave Ramsey, if you listen to him on the radio and people will ask, how you doing? He'll say, better than I deserve. Dave's right. If we got what we deserve, God would have zapped us a long time ago. But he's patient. Because he's crazy about you. And he expects us to be patient in this difficult world. It is a fruit of the Spirit. He enables you to be this way. So be this way. Let's pray to God.